You're listening to Comedy Central. My New York neighbors, I've got some great news. It turns out I can tape the show from a studio again. Yeah, which means I won't be taping from the apartment and unfortunately we won't be as close, but I just want you guys to know that I'm gonna miss you. How about you miss shutting the f- up? I don't know. We love you too, asshole. Coming to you from the heart of Times Square, the most important place on earth. It's The Daily Show, Ears Edition. Coming up, Biden lays down the law. COVID's next move. And Dr. Anthony Fauci. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Trevor Noah, and this is The Daily Show. I mean, I know it looks different than when we left, you know, because we have a brand new studio here in Times Square. You see, I I actually would have kept doing the show from my apartment, but then I started to have problems with the Wi-Fi, and I decided that building an entirely new studio was easier than calling Spectrum. So here we are, you know? It is a little different, you know, and people are still like wearing masks and trying to stay safe and, you know, so it's not socially distant, it's just sort of, you know, distant, I guess. So it's like the daily sort of distancing show. Trademark that, trademark that. Anyway, today is Monday, September 13th. And Saturday, as you know, was September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 attack on the United States. And I know it was a somber occasion, but personally, I found it uplifting as well. You know, it's actually inspiring to remember how things can be when people all come together with a single purpose to help each other. And also, it's just interesting to look back 20 years and see how much things have changed. I mean, for example, 20 years ago, Rudy Giuliani was America's mayor, projecting calm and sobriety when the country needed it most. But at Saturday's commemoration, Giuliani was not that. I I don't want to sound like a name dropper, but I told this to the Queen of England. She said, you did, you did a wonderful job (laughs) on September 11th, and therefore I'm making you an honorary knight, commander of the royal something or other. (laughs) I turned down a knighthood because if you took a knighthood, you had to lose your citizenship. I know Prince Andrew is very questionable now. I never went out with him. Ever. Never. Never had a drink with him. Never was with a woman or a young girl with him. Ever, ever, ever. One time I met him in my office and one time when we had the party. Right, Bernie? You were there. You weren't there? Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Oh, only Rudy can spend the 9-11 anniversary talking about the time he hung out with Jeffrey Epstein's alleged pedophile friend. You know your speech went off the rails when people watching it are like, I wish this guy would talk more about 9-11. What is he doing? I mean, my favorite part of this whole thing is how Rudy Giuliani can't even get his story straight while he's telling it. I never once met Prince Andrew, never. I mean, yeah, one time we hung out in my office and we had that party that time. Bernie remembers that, don't you? Don't you, Bernie? I mean, I don't know who Bernie is, but I bet he and his wife had a very long car ride home. But it turns out Rudy wasn't the only politician observing the day. 
Yeah, President Biden went to the World Trade Center with former presidents Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, who gave a really beautiful and inspiring speech about unity and democracy. I mean, don't get me wrong, he, he skipped the pages about opening torture chambers and invading random countries that had nothing to do with 9-11. But aside from that, it was a beautiful, beautiful speech. And while that's the way, you know, the traditional way for former presidents to commemorate 9-11, there's one president who's never been about the traditional. During a visit with uh, firefighters to commemorate the 20th anniversary of 9-11, former President Donald Trump repeated the false claim that he won the 2020 election. We won the election, but what are you gonna do? We are fighting like hell and we're gonna keep fighting. Trump then left for Florida, where he provided commentary for a pay-per-view boxing match. Now let's see what happens with the scoring. Yeah, this is boxing. You never know who's going to well, win until it's official. It's like elections. It could be rigged. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some of them too. Yeah. Donald Trump spent 9-11 doing live commentary for a boxing match. How is this his life? Like, how is he doing that? You know, sometimes, sometimes I think Donald Trump is just a make-a-wish kid who never died. I want to be on TV. Anything you want, big guy. Now I want to be president of the United States. I mean, sure, I guess. Now I want to be a boxing commentator. Shouldn't you be dead by now? Who, like, how old is this kid? Where did we get him from? And look, I'm not judging Trump. Like, I'm happy anytime an unemployed person finds work. And I would definitely rather have him at a boxing match instead of hosting a memorial ceremony. And here comes the 9-11 widows, crying some of the biggest tears, the wettest tears you've ever seen. Aren't these ladies so beautiful? But honestly, I feel like this says more about the state of boxing than it does about Trump. I mean, have you seen boxing these days? Every fight is just a massive gimmick now. Trump is commentating, Logan Paul is fighting a polar bear on roller skates. Like, whatever happened to two men just getting in the ring and trying to beat each other to death for money? Huh? Shame. All right, and finally, some environmental news. These days, everyone is trying to consume less and recycle more. And now, Taco Bell, America's third largest fast food chain and Pizza Hut stoner roommate, is doing its part. Taco Bell wants you to send them your trash. The fast food chain says it plans to launch a nationwide pilot program for customers to send back used hot sauce packets in the mail so that they can be recycled and not end up in a landfill. Taco Bell says it's using the mail because most people aren't physically eating at a restaurant. Okay, first off, it's a little ominous how Taco Bell is like, please people, we do not want the sauce to end up in a landfill. Like, why? What's gonna happen? We're we gonna end up with like mutant seagulls? Is that where Corona came from? But more importantly, this idea has all sorts of problems with it. For one thing, people who eat at Taco Bell don't care about the environment. I mean, they don't even care about their own bodies. Polar bears are concerned about them. Not to mention the environmental impact. Think about it, shipping empty sauce packets across the continent, guys, I feel like it's much less wasteful for the packets to just stay where they are now, in our kitchen drawers. You know, between some dead batteries and a bottle of crazy glue that you used once before the cap got stuck. They're doing pretty good there. So yeah, this is a weird idea, you know, but what did you expect? You know, coming up with weird ideas is Taco Bell's whole thing.
you know, this is a place that'll still wrap a soft shell around a hard shell and wrap that inside a Doritos chip, which is delicious, but you really think their idea to save the environment is gonna make sense? I mean, I'm just glad that they're trying to help. Although maybe they could start by not handing out a million sauce packets with each order, maybe that's it. You know, I order one taco and I get enough mild sauce to waterboard it. If Taco Bell wants my advice, this is what you should do. Taco Bell, you should just have somebody holding the sauce at the drive-thru to squirt it on people's food. Yeah, my aunt used to do that whenever we'd have a cookout at the family thing. She didn't want us wasting ketchup and all of those things, so she'd be like, hold out your hot dog, hold it out. That's enough, move. That's enough, move. That's enough, move. But let's move on now to our top story. For months now, the US government has been doing everything it could to convince people to get vaccinated. They made the vaccine free, but that didn't work. So then they started trying to pay people to get it, but that didn't get everyone either. So then they threatened to put Mike Richards back as Jeopardy host, but that still didn't get the job done. Because you see, as of today, only 63% of people 12 and older are fully vaccinated. And it seems like President Biden is done waiting. Clearly frustrated by the pace of COVID-19 vaccinations in this country, President Biden tonight is trading out the velvet glove for a hammer, unveiling a broad and largely new COVID strategy heavily grounded in vaccine mandates meant to compel millions of American workers to be vaccinated. President Biden announced sweeping coronavirus vaccine mandates Thursday, requiring all federal workers and government contractors to be fully vaccinated. He's also ordering all businesses with more than 100 employees to require shots or weekly testing for their workers. Companies that fail to comply could face fines of $14,000 per violation. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. Damn, this guy's not playing games. Getting a vaccine, it's a mandate. You say what you want about Biden, he's not messing around, man. This is actually what America needs, you know? America should say the new law is every president has to be at least 90 years old and knocking on death's door. Yeah, just making policies like they're crossing shit off their bucket list. I don't care about re-election, I'm doing what I said. And if you ask me, it's actually smart of Biden to do this mandate through people's employers. That's smart. Yeah, it's not the government coming for you, it's your employer. Because Americans are already used to their employer having a ton of power over their lives. I mean, think about it. Your employer can tell you what to wear, what time you've gotta be there, when you can leave. I mean, they can even put up a sign on the bathroom door that says, do not use. And then, you just gotta not poop. That's power, but still, a lot of people are wondering if Biden is even allowed to do this. And according to the Biden administration, the answer is yes. The White House believes it's on solid legal footing, insisting the federal government has the power to protect workers from grave danger under the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970. We have never used OSHA. We have never used the power of the federal government to mandate vaccines for this many people before. That doesn't mean that it's legally weak. It just means we've never seen OSHA, for instance, that was established 50 years ago impose vaccine mandates to this extent. And it's new, but that doesn't mean it's illegal. That's right. 
Biden is issuing this mandate thanks to a law from 1970 that has never been used for something like this before. And a lot of experts agree with him on this, but I just love how there's so many laws out there that you can find one for basically anything you want to do, you know? I feel like America's laws are like, like a mom's handbag. Whatever you could possibly need, it's somehow in there. You know, you can have sex on the beds at a mattress store, and if anyone objects, you can just be like, ah, uh, clearly you've never heard of the Taft-Hartley Act. But while many health experts are, are happy to see Biden doing whatever he can to force people to get vaccinated, many Republicans think Biden basically just took a dump on the Constitution. And uh, according to them, they're not gonna stand there and smell it. The Republican National Committee is threatening to sue the administration, with at least 19 GOP governors vowing to defy the rules. What the Biden administration is doing is government overreach, pure and simple. This president is saying to them, look, you can either get vaccinated or I, as one individual, is going to threaten your ability to feed your family. And that's just wrong. You should not lose your job just because Joe Biden is having this hissy fit. The governor of South Carolina saying he will fight them to the gates of hell. Wow. Fight them to the gates of hell. I mean, normally that statement is hyperbole, but with COVID, you might actually get the chance. Yeah, COVID doesn't mess around. So these Republican governors say that they're gonna sue because of the mandate. And who knows, they might even win because you've seen the Supreme Court now. You know, Republicans run that shit. These days, Republicans saying, I'll take you to court, basically is the same as them saying, let's see what my dad has to say about this. Huh? What do you say, Dad Gorsuch? What do you say? And what's interesting to me about the mandate is that part of the reason Biden wants it is to help the economy. You know, he wants people to get vaccinated so that they can go back and work. So you'd think the Republicans would agree with this. I mean, they're the ones saying, people have to go back to work, so we gotta get rid of the unemployment benefits. And then Biden says, yeah, and also, they have to get the vaccines. What? No, 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 no. No, we only want to do it in a way that screws poor people. Now look, if these Republican governors had their way, instead of the mandate, the government would just keep trying to educate and convince people to take the vaccine on their own. What makes that difficult, and what everyone has to acknowledge, is that there's one reason to get a vaccine. There's only one reason to get the vaccine, and that's to not get COVID and go to hospital. But people who don't want the vaccine, they have like 5,000 reasons that they don't want to take it, you know? Some people say there's not enough research on it yet. Some people are hesitant because they're worried about the side effects. Some people are hesitant because they think they're healthy enough to handle it on their own. Some people think there's a microchip in it where people can track you. Wait, the vaccine is tracking you? The vaccine is tracking us. You mean like the iPhone that's always in your pocket? Yeah, just like the iPhone. Crazy. I know, crazy, right? Wait, what? So you see, that's why a mandate might be the only way to get the vaccination numbers up. But that doesn't mean that people are gonna go along easily. Any mandate, no matter how much it seems like common sense to some people, is gonna make other people really mad. And it's not just the vaccine. This has happened before, you realize that, right? There was a time in America when a lot of people refused to wear seatbelts. And when the government finally stepped in and said, you have to wear a seatbelt, boy, did they get pissed off. 
It is a new seatbelt ordinance. If the town council gets its way, seatbelts will be mandatory for everybody riding in the front seat of a car through Richland. I'll have to detour the town to get to Kalamazoo. They pass a seatbelt ordinance, but I don't use a seatbelt. I wouldn't wear my seatbelt. I get caught, I get caught, I guess. Florida Highway Patrol Lieutenant Chris Miller hears it all when it comes to seatbelts. I hear it's uncomfortable. Um, it wrinkles my clothes. Um, it's not cool. There's no freedom no more. You don't want to wear it? That's your choice. Hmm. Sound, sound familiar? Yeah? All the complaints about seatbelts back then are the same things you hear now about vaccines. I mean, except for the wrinkling clothes. That's a very rare side effect of the vaccines. So look, the backlash to these vaccine mandates are really nothing unique. Mandates, by their nature, build resistance. And if Biden is gonna be doing that, I hope he is ready for what's gonna happen, right? Because mandates turn, I don't knows, into fuck yous. So even if you think mandates are necessary, all I'm saying is, buckle up. All right, when we come back, Roy Wood Jr. is gonna tell me what COVID has taught him about life. And the one and only Dr. Anthony Fauci is joining me on the show. So don't go away. Welcome back to the Daily Sort of Distancing Show. Last week, the United States surpassed 40 million total cases of the coronavirus, which means America now has almost as many COVID cases as streaming networks. And for the last several months, most of those cases have been caused by the highly infectious Delta variant. But just like Travis Barker replaced Scott Disick, there's a hot new variant that's taken over. As the Delta variant is sweeping through America's unvaccinated communities, the WHO is warning of yet another variant of interest. The Mu variant, first identified in Colombia back in January, has now been detected in every U.S. state except for Nebraska. While officials say it is not an immediate threat, the variant's, quote, constellation of mutations suggests that it could actually evade vaccines. Mu? Mu? No, people. I'm sorry, this pandemic has already been so hard. I'm not also gonna start learning Greek or cow. I'm not even sure which one it is. Is it mu or mu? How do you, how do you say that? Mu, mu. Now, while all of these new variants have gotten everyone frazzled, I talked to Roy Wood Jr., my good friend about it, and it turns out variants are a lot more common than we think. Check it out. My man Roy. What's up, man? What's going on, my dude? Man. I didn't think you were going to come when I said would you come to the studio and chat to me, but you came. I appreciate yeah, I that, I thought man. about it, though, but I Good came. Good to see you. Yeah, you yeah, came. Man. I appreciate that, I man. I don't do that, though. I don't do that, man. No disrespect to you, man. I can't have your hands touching me. What? I don't know what kind of variants you got, man. I'm fooling with them variants. You know how I talk to people now? See, you ain't seen me in a while. When I, when I talk to people now, I do that Queen of England. I hit them with that Queen Elizabeth. I hit them with that. So you don't, you don't touch That's ridiculous. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now that's ridiculous, all right? Because I wash my hands, vaccinated, vaccinated. You can dap me if you okay. wanna dap me. All right. You can, right. you can something. Look, I'm sorry, man. Look, bro, these, these variants got me all freaked out, man. You gotta get tested again, then you gotta get boosters. Mm -hmm. we, didn't, we was done with masks for a while, now we gotta put the mask mm -hmm. back on. Look, man, it's giving my goatee a complex. I grew this shit out so people could see it. And now you have to cover it. Yeah, that's it's bullshit, giving man. my goatee a complex. That is my, some bullshit. My goatee think I'm ashamed of it. It's, you know what, I have the same thing with my dimples. 
I was excited. They were like, the thing is finished. I can take the mask off, have the dimples. Now I have to cover the dimples. People don't realize dimples got to breathe. Do you know how much shit gets inside the dimples when you don't let them breathe? It's the point of having dimples if you can't show them shits off. Same thing with a goatee, my friend. Exactly. Huh? Right. People don't know. You have face hair. Yes. People need to know about that. My boy. You know, I'll be honest with you, Roy. I'll be honest with you. This whole thing has been a learning experience for me. I don't even, like, it's, it's been a revelation. I didn't even know that viruses could, like, mutate so far. It's like a variance, more variance. Tell you something. Before corona, I ain't know a damn thing about viruses. I thought people got chicken pox because they didn't use protection on the farm. <laughs> Wait, Let's be what? real. <laughs> but then I started watching Fauci, right? I started watching Fauci for like a year. Now, I'm an expert on this shit. I be watching them COVID numbers like the stock market every morning. I be calling up my friends. Hey, dog, the server prevalence exceeded all one. Cancel the cookout. Click up. Wait, so you were having cookouts? I, t I told you to invite me to the cookout if you had a cookout. Yeah, yeah. But then, you told me about that COVID. That was, I'll let you know. That wasn't the one that I, wow. just stay focused on COVID, man. Just stay wow. focused on COVID. Look, okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing I learned about these variants, man. The more I learned about the COVID variants, what I've realized, right, is that variants are everywhere. This COVID thing ain't isolated. If you stop out a problem quick, it ain't gonna mutate. But if you let a problem linger, it's gonna always mutate into some weirder shit. Look at Trump. Like Donald Trump? Donald Trump, Donald Trump, case in point. What we did with Trump? We let him run around four years, right? Well, I don't know if we let him run around, but yeah, I know what you mean. He ran around four years. Cool, Whether you let fine. him or not, motherfuckers was running around. Okay. Okay, so what we got now after Trump? You got variants. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you got Matt Gates, oh, all up in our face. And Matt oh. Gates look a damn fool. Look like one of them people in Minecraft, only you can't, can't let your kids play with him. Well, okay, no, no, I, I think I see what you're saying. The longer you let something bad fester, yes. the wilder it's gonna get. So, so this is like climate change, right? Because with climate change, they said to us, you guys need to cut down on the fossil fuels, and then as society, we were like, no, we don't want to. What's the variant? Yeah, well, we've got like, it went from hotter summers, and now we have like fire tornadoes. That's the variant. Fire tornadoes, dog. I mean, at least with a regular tornado, you get to enjoy a view while you're getting whipped around through the sky. Climate change ruined one of the best parts of being in a damn tornado. I'm, I'm not from a place of tornadoes, so I'll just have to take your word I'm from on. Alabama. I'm the tornado expert. You know which variant we really needed to stop before it got out of hand? Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. It was going well. We didn't... Should have said something when he started saying slavery was a choice and rapping about poopity scoop. Ah! Off the top, you already know it's never a good sign when your rap lyrics sound like rules at a dog park. But we didn't stop him. We didn't stop him. We didn't stop him. And what Kanye started doing? Started living in the basement of a stadium and started dropping albums that's damn two hours long. Nobody want to listen to no damn two hours. Let me tell you something, man. If your album is more than two hours, that's not an album. That's a mother book. It's a book. I don't want to listen to your book. I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie. When you, when you put it that way, when you put it that way, variants are everywhere then. Like, it's not just the virus. It's, it's, it's politicians, it's politics, it's people. It's just like, if you let a thing get out of hand, then that's it. So then the question is, what do we do? It's simple. Every problem has a vaccine. You just gotta take it. For like mega politicians, the, the vaccine is voting. For climate change, it's renewable energy. For Donda, 
I don't know. I guess it's just somebody just ripping my ears off or some shit. That's about it. No, hold up. Roy, Roy it's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, it's not. No, no, it's not that bad. I don't want to hear no more. It's not that bad. I put noise canceling headphones on top of my beats. That's how terrible that album is. No, was. no, Roy, Roy. I do not. the old Kanye that just interrupted white women. That's the one I like. Roy, it's not that bad. It's, it's not that. Five tracks bad. are amazing. Be honest. Out of 70. Five tracks are amazing. It's a podcast. That man tricked y'all into winning no, up to no, 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 no. It's not a great album, but there are some good songs. It's not terrible. You've just got to find the songs in the album. If you took a piece of shit, I bet you could find something edible. If you look through it long enough, you find some corn. Does that make that shit good? Kanye's not shit. Take that back, Roy. I didn't say that there wasn't no corn. I just said this one was a turd. All right, when we come back, I'll be talking to the Corona Fighter in Chief. Dr. Anthony Fauci. You don't want to miss it. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is America's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's gonna give us the latest on COVID, the vaccine, and all of the vaccine mandates. Dr. Fauci, it is an absolute honor to have you not just back on the show, but back in in my new little space. First things first, congrats on still being the chief medical advisor to the president. Um, depending on what media I'm consuming, you are either hailed as a hero or you are calling, people are calling for you to be fired. My question to you is, do you always just have to have your, your LinkedIn profile ready and loaded because you never know what it's going to be like for you? <laughs> not really. Uh, not really, Trevor. Not, not really at all. <laughs> so you're stable now. You're, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. I mean, you're right. There are a lot of slings and arrows that come with this job, but that's to be expected. It's it's a very controversial issue and very charged in many respects, particularly with regard to some of the things we're gonna be talking about, mandates and vaccines and masks and all the other things that get people very exercised. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's jump straight in. You know, you have been working in the field of infectious diseases for, I mean, a lifetime. You have seen pandemics and epidemics come and go. But this feels unique. It feels unique in that people are fighting not just against the virus, but also against what many people are touting as the solution, AKA the vaccine. Do you feel that your team could be doing a better job in convincing people to, hit the vac- to, to get the vaccine? Or do you think we've gotten to a point where now politics has taken over the conversation? Well, we always can do better. And what we're trying to do, Trevor, is to get, for example, uh, trusted messengers from the community to try and convince those people who have been recalcitrant about getting vaccinated. People who don't want to get vaccinated are not a homogeneous group. They Mm -hmm. have different reasons why they don't want to get vaccinated. Some of them just need more information. Some of have understandable suspicions about how quickly things were done. And some just need a little coaxing. But there are some, and I believe it's a substantial proportion of the remainder, there are about 75 million people who are eligible to be vaccinated, who have not gotten vaccinated. Many of them are really almost for ideological reasons because it's no accident when you look at the under-vaccinated states and those places where you're having surges of virus more so than in any other part of the country, it's very heavily weighted towards red states as opposed to blue states. And that really shouldn't be, Trevor. It should not be. This is a public health issue. And as you said very appropriately a moment ago, the common enemy is the virus. There shouldn't be the divisiveness that we're seeing 
uh, we're trying our best to convince people, but you reach a certain point where you almost hit a wall that you're not going to get to a certain group of people. And that's where mandates come in. I mean, no one likes to mandate people to do things that they may not want to do. But sometimes for the greater good of society, you have to do that. You know, the same thing like seatbelts and right. things like right. that that we do. Right. You, you have to do it. But when you, when you look at mandates in a world where so many people are unsure of the vaccines, in a world where people are still reading about side effects, you know, people who may or may not have died. Uh, you know, a study just came out now about adolescents having, especially with teen boys, having a, a greater likelihood of getting a side effect than getting any of the bad symptoms from COVID. Is, isn't it difficult to then convince people in that world because it feels like, you know, the government is forcing them to do something before everybody knows about the vaccine? Or do you feel that if we don't act now, then we're facing down the barrel of an even worse gun? I, I think the latter, but with regard to you mentioned a moment ago, one of the problems, uh, Trevor, is that there's a lot of misinformation and disinformation out there. The thing we need to do is to get as much correct information out there. For example, many of the points that you brought up are countered by the mere facts, for example, if you do a risk-benefit ratio uh -huh. of the benefit of getting vaccinated, particularly among younger people who might have a greater likelihood of getting this unusual and rare adverse event of myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart, almost invariably resolves without any real uh, negative consequences, that when you do that risk-benefit ratio, and it's done in a very serious way by statisticians that the benefit of getting the vaccine far outweighs the risk. That's just a fact. And then when you think about the other misperceptions that are due to misinformation and disinformation, you just have to be patient and do your very best to counter the misinformation. And I believe when we do that, you will gradually see people, for example, one of the things that was a sort of a stumbling block was that the Pfizer vaccine did not get yet full stamp of approval, what we call the BLA for a biological license application. As a matter of fact, it now does have the stamp of approval. So many people who were saying, I don't believe all you're saying, I want right, the stamp yeah. of approval of the FDA. Now we're seeing some people who were not uh, amenable to getting vaccinated are now getting vaccinated. But we're getting to your latter point. We've really reached the point now where, we're, where although we're still vaccinating people at a reasonable rate, we don't want to go into the fall, the children going back to school, the getting into the holiday season when you have such a substantial proportion of the population, i.e. 75 million of the eligible people uh -huh. who are not uh -huh. getting vaccinated. Uh -huh. That's just asking for trouble. Before I let you go, one of the things I learned the last time I spoke to you is that people sometimes don't really get the science. I know I'm one of them. I'm not a scientist. I, I, I get the basics and that's about it. However, I do understand people's actions. And so we asked you what to do with our Amazon packages. We asked you what to do in, in public, etc. So I wanted to ask you if you wouldn't mind playing a game with me called, would you rather? It's really simple questions. Just so I understand what Dr. Fauci would rather do, because in life we have to make decisions. Are you game? Uh, I'm, I'm game. I, All right, I'm a little angry. 
Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going to get you fired, Dr. Fauci. We just, it's just a question, it's just a thing. Um, okay, would you rather attend an outdoor concert in West Virginia, like right now, or an indoor concert in Vermont? That's a good question. Uh, I think outdoors is always better than indoors. I'm fully vaccinated. I probably would wear a mask, but outdoors is that much better than indoors. Even in a place where the numbers are spiking? Yeah, I, you know, again... You I know said, you rather? I know, I'm putting you in a tough spot. Please don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I know what I'm doing. That's the whole point of yeah, the game. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But you're saying yeah, you're outdoor is still... Yeah, no, no, I, I would never do that. I will fight the people who soundbite the show, Dr. Fauci. We, we're, we're, we're having a conversation here. But the outdoor is the important thing, is what you're saying. Yes, Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay, would you rather watch the movie Shang-Chi in a movie theater or on an airplane? You know, it's very interesting. Airplanes are doing what they can to really provide protection with HEPA filters and having people wear masks. I'm not sure what the movie theaters are doing. If they're providing really good ventilation, I think it could be an even match there. But until I know what the movie theaters are doing, I know what the airlines are doing. So I would probably be in an airline. Okay. Final question. Would you, Dr. Fauci, rather fight one host-sized duck that has COVID, one horse-sized duck that has COVID, or 100 duck-sized horses that have COVID? <laughs> I go for the one-on-one -on -one as opposed to the many. I see. Is this, is this because of like the, the risk of spreading amongst the many and you can handle the one? Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, um, I, I know you're a busy man. I, I'm, I'm always grateful to you for taking the time. Uh, I'm grateful to you for being calm. Um, I know you are one of the most hated and loved people on the planet, and you get sucked into the politics when you just want to talk about the medicine. So uh, thank you for joining me on the show. I hope to see you back. Hopefully next time we see you back, there'll be a thousand people with us. There will be no more pandemic, and we'll be laughing about how uh, we, we, we fought this thing and we won. So Dr. Fauci, thank you so much again for your time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Well, that's our show for tonight. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, mail your unfinished sauce packets back to Taco Bell and mail your gordita to me, because I'm hungry. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 